Hello, and welcome back to my reading of K.S. Wood's The Magician, Chapter 5, Laundromat. The laundromat in one of the older neighborhoods in the city of Alum was showing its age, just as the neighborhood was. Half of the washers and a third of the dryers were taped off because of disrepair. In one corner, piles of laundry had been left behind were strewn, looking unkempt. Dingy fluorescent lights flashed at times, and the walls were yellowed. A patch of drywall looked to be recent, the edges of it roughly slathered and allowed to dry without smoothing. Ceiling tiles showed their age, and one was completely missing. The entire place could use an overhaul. The hum of dryers melded with the constant whirls of the washing machine's spin cycles and the drone of the aged air conditioner from somewhere within the walls. The floral notes of laundry detergent and the scent of fabric softener masked the mildew smell of the overused washing machines. A man entered the building wearing a pair of blue jeans that were ragged and frayed. An oversized black and white flannel shirt draped his shoulders, unbuttoned it to reveal the gray shirt that he wore underneath. He carried a rucksack over one shoulder while the straps of a pop-up mesh hamper were held in the other hand. He took note of his surroundings with an efficient and meticulous scan. Why are we meeting here? He asked quietly, putting the rucksack in his arms up on the immovable counter, sturdily braced to the wall. Surely there are better laundry mats than this. A woman stood up, having been hunched over one washer. Her long brown hair was pulled up in a messy ponytail, some of the locks already falling out of their containment. She wore a bright pink tank top and black yoga pants with the comfortable confidence of an attractive woman. Completing her attire were a pair of tie-dye gym shoes, the no-show white socks barely visible around the bottoms of her ankles. She removed the final articles of clothing from the washer as she tucked one lock of hair behind her ear. She looked at the man with a bemused smile. Wow, you surely dressed the part, she replied with a laugh. You look like a hobo. Where'd you get those clothes? The thrift store? The man smoothed the ragged jeans as he looked contemptuously at her own outfit. You're one to talk, Kimmy. You've seen me in clothes like this before, whereas I have never seen you in a flannel, and I didn't know you owned jeans with any holes in them. I borrowed them from one of my colleagues, actually, he returned. You told me to try to dress like I was from this part of town. I knew we'd be meeting in a less refined situation, but I didn't expect something as tumble-down as this. So again, why did you choose this dilapidation? Because it's the closest to my apartment, she replied. You did leave the location of for this rendezvous up to me, since it's laundry day, I decided this would do. My washer is out and the repairman can't look at it until Tuesday. He frowned as he eyed the ceiling tiles once more. This place is a dump. She shrugged and pushed the wire-rimmed laundry cart across the small section of the room to the dryers. You're the one who wished to remain inconspicuous, she chided softly as she swung her dryer door open at random. Besides, there usually aren't many people here. She looked pointedly at the older couple situated on the other side of the laundromat, the only other occupants on this floor of the building. The woman was sorting a heaping laundry cart of clothing into dryers as the man was engrossed in some sort of race on his cellular phone, the sound loud enough that the pair could hear it across the way. Neither of the two elderly people were even paying attention to the pair. Fair enough. 
her companion replied. He opened several washers and began to sort his laundry into them by color and wash cycle. Ever fastidious tan, she murmured as she gathered, as she gathered another load of wet clothes from a washer into her cart. Anyway, you said you had news. The man nodded and be, as he began to dole out quarters that he would need for each load, stacking them neatly in rows upon the machines that he was using. He eyed the couple across the room and spoke low. I did some surveillance the other night. She's exactly what you suspected. Her magic is impeccable. I do believe she has the famed Tamberlane gift. The woman smiled. I knew it. She'll likely control it better than he did since she also has the bird whistle cunning in her as well. The man zapped the machine with some magic to get, this, to get it started. He glanced over to see if the elderly couple had noticed. They continued to remain engrossed in their own circumstances. Merlin's beard, he exclaimed quietly. I had forgotten that she's part of that line as well. I'm hoping the better part of the rank and grit is there too. You think she's willing to help? Given all the magics of her family lines, the woman nodded as she pulled a folded newspaper out of her bag. She passed it towards him surreptitiously. What's this, Kim? He regarded her with a, with a quizzical expression. I was able to glean some of what you requested from our archives. My colleagues assisted, though I was careful in explaining why I needed the information. All they know is it's for a research project. It helps that I'm taking over for one of her advisors. He noted a peak of manila envelope within the folds of the newspaper. He tucked it into the crook of his arm and nodded slowly. The woman took to folding the first load of laundry, already dry, into neat piles as the second family entered the building. Unlike the elderly couple, the newcomers were loud and obnoxious. A middle-aged woman entered first, looking worn and haggard. She hauled an industrial-sized hamper and was followed by two teenage girls who had their faces obscured by their phones, acting catty as they argued with each other. A teenage boy followed, hauling a second hamper, overflowing with an assortment of articles. He was complaining about having to carry something so heavy. A man trailed behind all of them, yelling at four smaller children that followed while he was on his phone, with the speaker on. But I wanted a chocolate one! One of the little ones simpered. Quit your whining or I'll give you something to whine about, the man shouted. He put his phone back to his ear. Oi, George, you still there? Yeah, came the reply through the cell phone, loud enough for everyone in the laundromat to hear him. Maybe you should call me back when you've got some uninterrupted time. Tan raised his eyebrows at the woman as he heard the man reply. No, no, I've got time now. He cocked his head toward the door and she nodded as he cast a spell that would continue to fold her laundry as they stepped outdoors for a moment. They slipped into an alley behind the laundromat. Even with all of the traffic buzzing by, the alley was less chaotic than the inside of the laundromat was. Tan pulled the envelope from the newspaper and looked down at it. Kimmy noticed his hesitation and spoke. I'm told she's a brilliant and tireless student. She may be just a tool you need. She just need a little nudge to figure all of this out. Tan sighed and let his bravado fall a bit. His companion would not say a word about the slip in his character. She knew him too well to do that. You don't think she'd be captured like he was, Kimmy? After all, Malatesta knows just how to con others into doing his bidding. I still haven't figured out how yet. She shook her head. She remains entrenched in the family and social circles they inhabit. Her wild streak is not as impetuous as the others have 
have been in the past. As a result, she would not be indebted to Malatesta as easily as Goading was. Tan frowned. Our biggest regret was that we could not get him to see reason. If only we knew how he became so indebted. I know, I know, Ben would have. He shook his head and then trailed off. He took a step toward the window and looked inside. Tucking the envelope back into the newspaper, he nodded. I'll look over these later, he replied. Your laundry's done, dear Kimmy, and I'll contact you when I got all the tricks lined up for our play and when I have more news from my eyes. She nodded and walked back towards the door. Tan, be careful. Malatest is a great deal stronger than he was when we were younger. I don't know how, but he has become powerful. So have I, Kimmy. He has a great deal more protection, too, and you're missing your right-hand man this time. Tan frowned, a brief flit of sorrow crossing his face. I do have others I can count on, but I'll keep my wits about me. You take care. With that, he leaned against the brick of brick wall of the building and perused the paper. He watched from the corner of his eye as a woman disappeared into the laundromat. He collected his things and left, never giving him a second glance.